the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Ready? It's time for Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Milberger's Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And welcome to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 210-308-8867 is our number 210-308-8867. We're live here at Milberger's at 1604 and Bull Road, and hope you'll come by and visit with us. There's uh, lots of beautiful color, and boy, oh boy, if you haven't gotten your vincas yet, this is there's two reasons <laughs> to come to Milberger's. One is oh. tremendous selection of vincas, and two, they're on sale. I think it's uh, where was it uh, five, four for five dollars? Yep. Yeah. So. Uh, That's, well, and there's uh, Angelonia there, and Dennis yep. verified that Angelonia was uh, deer proof yeah. based, based on our <laughs> work we did a number of years ago. I guess he found it on Plant Ash. Yeah. Oh dear. <laughs> That's why I put the surgeon. Yeah, yeah that's, these, that's, uh, that can be humiliating. I re- <laughs> according I rem- to Dr. Jerry Parsons. I remember the. Uh, I don't know. I don't remember the Angelona being as striking. Yeah, it's really as attractive pretty. as these are. These are look really good, and they make them a uh, bit of a show. They got uh, purple and uh, pink, and a uh, n- number of colors, and of course resemble uh, snapdragons. So we had a question earlier, um, and I was outside, kind of getting my steps in. And uh, so I didn't know how to answer it. So naturally, I just panicked and kind of ran in circles, threw my hands up in the air, <laughs> and then they just got away from me. That seems, seems to work. Uh, no, they, they were looking for vegetables. And, I, you know, I know which table they're generally on. Yeah. And um, they're like, well, I don't know. There aren't a lot there. And yeah, not, nothing but peppers and... Uh, yeah, peppers, okra. What's, what's on the far end, this end? That's peppers on the, this it's, end. Everything in those. So I see the peppers yeah. in the middle that have the peppers on them. Yeah, the peppers. Okay. Uh, the whole rack is. Whole. Yeah, they recently bought squash someplace else, <laughs> and um, it died. Yeah. 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 Pretty, That'll teach them. Yeah, it's yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty late for squash. Is it okay? That's that's why. So yeah. I went ahead and planted some of the the squash the. Uh, Tatuma. I just, our, no, oh. our okra that we were talking oh, about. Oh, okay. and, you know, I found the big sack of it. Uh-huh. And it, it came it up. Came like up? My, yeah, right, that's good. Hey, all right. That's good to know. Yeah. Uh, we that's, all, that's the Oscar or, or Beck's Big? Oscar. Oscar. Okay. Oh. I'd still be over here trying to get through the yard. <laughs> 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 we well, never saw Calvin again, but the okra crop was great. But I, I get, and uh, I, I think the way Trace looked at me last weekend when I asked 
if that was Oscar Okra, yeah. then that's Oscar Okra. Yeah, it is. It is. I saw the sign. Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah, I saw the tag. It's, I was walking by doing steps and panicking. Wouldn't that make Oscar happy? Who's Oscar? He's a uh, ger- of German descent uh, that lived in New Braunfels. Oh, wow. Big-time gardener. Came to every program I ever gave over there. And uh, he and his wife were big-time gardeners. And uh, grew blackberries, Brazos blackberries. And he he was, <laughs> I I never forget. He was he was the one that told me that uh, you don't let need to let those new canes grow. You know we always say leave the new canes that that are going to be having the fruit next year. Mm-hmm. But he would always cut those off. Uh, I mean, probably. I don't know if he cut them to the ground or what. But uh, when he when he got through his blackberries, when when he got ready, were just solid blackberries. I think that was because his wife did most of the picking, and she oh. didn't want she didn't want to get stuck. But uh, he said no. He said those new canes come back after the blackberries are finished producing on this year's cane, and you then you can easily take take those canes out. And uh, oh, there's no such thing as easily taking <laughs> blackberry canes. Uh, well, a lot easier than if you have to fight around those uh, big prima cane, I guess we call them. All I got to look do is look at blackberries. Oh, yeah. And uh, get there. I, t- I told people the way you, way you prune blackberries is with a shovel or a rake. And you go down and beat them back. Because uh, those ca- those plants are literally uh, useless. They're going to have disease and everything else on them once they've had their berries on them. So you just beat them back with a shovel, start at one end, beat them back with a shovel. And then uh, what the cane, the swear you, you can see that they go into the ground, the old canes, and they just cut them off right there. Then when you get through cutting the ones you see off, beat them back some more and roll them into a huge ball because uh, uh, they stick together pretty pretty readily. Sort of like bed straw weed. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, uh, they're, they're easy to do. You don't dare go in there and try to prune individual dead canes out. But some people They'll try. cut you to pieces. Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. I remember dropping it. You were killing the plants. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I don't doubt it. That notebook hits you. Jerry can use that notebook as self-defense. Well, the, the, the deal is that's only two papers. <laughs> but Jerry's length, length of his uh, papers, he writes. It's well, how are you, Trace? I'm doing pretty good. Happy Father's Day weekend. Thank you. Yeah, so. I got my first present this morning. Oh, did you? Yeah. Bottle of wine. Oh, how nice. It was nice. <laughs> I thought you got a, a thingabobber. That was for my wife. Oh, okay. <laughs> the wine or the thingabobber? The wine was from an employee. Oh, how nice. And the wife got me a whole bunch of stuff. Okay. Well, since Dad's a superstar, it seems like we're kind of featuring superstar plants in today's... Uh, okay. Yeah. Well, I had a, a long conversation with David yesterday about superstars. Oh, did oh. you? What do you have to say? 
while we were talking about which ones we can't we can't seem to get anymore oh and which ones we can so uh he's going to talk to some of the growers and ask them why they stopped growing something he's going to put a little muscle on them <laughs> well example tapioca yeah it's beautiful leaf decent color and nobody grows it anymore yeah that's because that's <laughs> uh to overwinter the mother plants is very difficult because if you water that damn thing when you try to got it in the greenhouse and you're overwintering, it'll die. So uh, you have to be very careful with the watering of it. <laughs> I, I know when I was growing them, I would uh, put it in the in the very worst place in the greenhouse to be watered. And some oh, some of my volunteers would make a special effort to water them, and they would die. Oh. But it's a it's a nice plant. Uh, it roots easily, but that carrying your mother plants through is a problem because you have to carry vegetation through. What do you? Um, what else? Because uh, you do have a lot of the uh, Texas superstars featured this week. You bet. Oh yeah. Uh, Coravinka. You have a lot of Coravinka. Yep. 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 <laughs> and it's a good price too, in the little four-inch pots. Uh, yeah, we, we four, four is like a TV screen, so it's from corner to corner. So if you, <laughs> oh, okay. if you measure like a normal person, they're probably like three and a half. Okay, that sale for four five dollars, four for five dollars. Four for five dollars, it's a great price. Uh, Are the zinnias on a sale too? No. Gosh, there's some of the that orange color is spectacular. Yeah, that zinnia, yeah. I tell you what, when I was walking in, I got stopped. I was stopped by that plumbago out there. It was pretty, isn't it? Whoever, whoever grew that—that's two different vendors. Is that right? Yep. But those those things, I don't think we've ever had any that pretty. Yeah. <laughs> he says uh, that we, every time. <laughs> we have. It's just a matter of timing it with the grower saying they're that pretty. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. The. Uh, and sometimes they don't tell the truth. So if you want blue plumbago, I say it's in uh, number three pot. Listen to him. Was twenty four ninety nine. It took us years to get him off that three gallon thing. <laughs> right. Two for forty dollars. And you know, uh, you know, I do those even number sales just for him. So is he that right? Fun of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's almost forty dollars for two. <laughs> almost. Actually, it is forty dollars. <laughs> but anyway, that's. Uh, if you're looking for something to sit out on the patio, and maybe it's uh, kind of, especially if it's in the shade in the afternoon, uh, you will you won't be disappointed by these blue plumbago. They're spectacular. It's worth, it's worth a picture. If I if I'd have had my camera, I'd have hobbled back and got it and made a picture of it. It's so pretty. Yeah. Calvin wrote, speaking of, of, I guess it would work, too. Calvin, you had, uh, Jerry said you had fire spike in your article today, and we've got picture. fire spike here Beautiful at the nursery. Picture. Yeah. Uh, that was an uncoordinated uh, move. Okay. <laughs> well, we had talked about it a few weeks ago. I, I don't know how early you write your articles, but it, in my mind it was uncoordinated. Yeah. Yeah, was. I don't think that. Yeah. Because Calvin didn't think we had him this morning. <laughs> no, yeah, that's right. Even why after I... he did his article. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nelson did, had to set him straight. Okay. Did, did, Nel, did Nelson hear you? Did you find it? Did, did he tell the people that? Uh, no, no, but because we got them uh, 
Blue Plumbago. Uh, Blue Plumbago. Oh, okay. They were looking for a gift oh, okay. for, for somebody that was, oh, okay. was yeah. older and a, a experienced gardener, but they weren't feeling good. And, and of course, the fire spike came to mind because yeah. of the, they could take it in or out. Yeah. But uh, then they saw the... Uh, Those are nice plants, too. Yeah. They saw the blue plumbago, and they stopped in their tracks. No. <laughs> and they said, I don't think they've ever had blue plumbago that looked that nice here ever. <laughs> well, and, I, that's and they a, bought one. That's hard to believe that they've ever had one, any that's better than that. Well... I mean, those things are solid matte blooms. Yeah, now, I don't, I'm not sure we ever had any uh, as as good as the white... In, in the yeah. white, the white version, that that was, a, they're still spectacular. But if you're getting a Father's Day gift mm-hmm. and you want to give them flowers, yeah, something that'll bloom all summer long, and the deer won't eat, there's only one choice to make: periwinkle, vinca, uh-huh. all different colors. I was gonna say a gift card. <laughs> oh, that's, that's actually a good idea, well, too. It but is, yeah. and the well, deer, will, and the deer won't. won't eat it. No, deer will not eat gift cards. We haven't <laughs> well, tried, though. I don't know. Uh, we've got a, we've <laughs> got a whole article of plants that the deer will Well, no, I guess we're talking about Jerry's had shade some, plants. Jerry's Angelonia. had some bad experience with those deer. Yeah, apparently uh, Dr. Pearson, Persons, <laughs> I don't know, some on plantanswers.com, they said that... Uh, Angelonia we was deer put that down. Huh? How long ago was that? Uh, I don't know. Oh. Eight or <laughs> it, nine years. It said for, Forrest had tested them. Ooh, well, Forrest tests them. That, that's what the write-up said. Yeah. That, uh, that's pretty good. And uh, he tested them. Well, and, and I, he, I had tested some, too. I yeah. Planted yeah, them we were testing. Everybody was testing them. I'm, I'm testing them for my wife. That's what I put in my planter out by my mailbox. I'm seeing if they're wife-proof. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, then you don't want that's a pun on words. Life proof, wife proof. So good. Oh, oh man. Okay. <laughs> so good. Uh, good it's dad to... jokes. <laughs> it's, I didn't say it was a good one. No, it's it's Father's Day weekend. You can get away with dad jokes. I can. Well, I do them year round though. Oh, do you? Okay. I got I got a whole list of them if we want to go to them. Oh no. Yeah, <laughs> it, tell them t- against t- the rules. Tends yeah. tends to bother Calvin a great deal, which is sometimes good, but sometimes even that just uh, I'm tired of bothering him. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867. Yeah, but 210- I did see a bunch of your uh, crepe myrtles blooming up a storm. The, oh, finally, good. The Natchez and the, and the red. Yeah, yeah. I've seen the red. I've seen the purple. I meant to send you a oh, picture. Oh, you saw the purple, huh? I'll send you a picture. It's in my neighborhood. It's it's now, it's kind of losing its blooms a little bit now. I guess they're, you know. Yeah, cycling. How often do they cycle in the summer with the blooms? Depends. Oh, can they do more yeah. than one though? Or? If you keep your seed pods off, uh, can do it. Oh, that's right. A couple, two or three, three times. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Two or three times. I don't guess they are, but it's pretty. The purple. I like the purple. I think best. Oh no, no, no! There was also a deep red. We saw a deep red. What is a deep red? That's not firecracker, is it? The dynamite. Uh, dynamite. Dynamite. That's right. Red uh, rocket or siren. Or think, all the Whitcomb series that have that deep red. Okay. Yeah, I think red rocket and uh, siren. Our, our offspring of uh, dynamite. Okay. I think dynamite was the first red. He had all three, all four at the same time, or released at the same time, was yeah. uh, the three red ones and then the pink velour. Yeah, yeah. And he, 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 he never, pat, he didn't patent dynamite. Yep, and he didn't make them sterile. Yeah, that's true. That, that's where, that's where he ran into problems. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah, it's tough to be a plant breeder. Also, as I was walking in, I say mm. you still got a lot of Gold Star Esperanza out there. Mm-hmm. Yes, we do. Still blooming uh-huh. like crazy. And for those people that went to UT, we do have the orange one as well. Yay. <laughs> Is that it right over there? Uh, probably. I can't turn That's around. That's okay. Don't turn around. The, world, the girls <laughs> put these plants so so far away. I, oh, okay. No, if, no. If I turn around, I might fall down. I think that's it. It's yeah. it's orange, whatever it is. It's pretty orange. And on the Gold Star Esperanza. Yes. I'm going to hit you now. <laughs> <laughs> on the Gold Star Esperanza, they've got Texas Yellow Bells. Now, you've got to be careful when you're buying Texas Yellow Bells that it's Gold Star Esperanza. And you make sure that they're full bloom. Okay, because the ones that uh, the rogues uh, are the wannabes of Gold Star Esperanza was uh, named or labeled Texas Yellow Bells. But anyway, they, these are labeled and in full bloom, so you know what's going on. And uh, number one, regularly twelve ninety nine. Are you caught? Uh, uh, on, okay. on sale, nine eighty eight or two for eighteen dollars. I'm just—it's just sticky, so it's sticking to my arm every time I'm on oh, my arm. Oh, <laughs> oh, the table, no, the, uh, the wire. <laughs> Weird. That's not good. And we got Vitex. That's a deer resistant plant too. And they—they yeah. they make some kind of medicine out of that one, too. Oh, really? Out of Vitex? Yep. So it's real low water consumption, beautiful tree, also deadhead like a crepe myrtle. Mm-hmm. But there is a medicine, and I can't remember off the top of my head huh. which one it is. Well, <laughs> they, probably something Jerry's on. <laughs> they called it. They called it Chase Tree. Chase, yeah. Chase, yeah. Texas Lilac. Be- because <laughs> the reason they called it Chase Tree is uh, they believed anciently that uh, the the nuns would eat it to remain celibate. Interesting. According to, oh, I don't know about this website, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> anyway. It, it they, says that uh, it may regulate hormones related to menstruation and fertility. There you go. It may. So, p- you think that, I'll make this stuff up, Milton? So mm-hmm. maybe, that, maybe that's uh, the medicine part I heard. <laughs> maybe uh, so. So part of the conversation with David yesterday was uh, like two, three, four years ago, I gave him some of those purple-leafed Vitex. Yeah. And apparently they survived right. at the wherever he planted them, at the botanical garden or something like that. Right. So he's going to consider that one for a Texas superstar. Okay. Oh, good. Does it bloom? Red? Yeah, it was. The foliage is more striking than the bloom, but the uh-huh. bloom is still purple. But your leaves are purple. Okay. Well, the uh, that was a plant of the weekend, <clears throat> I think, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, a while back. Yeah. Well, the if the leaves are purple, that would be a a good addition because once Vitex blooms, if you like you say, if you don't cut those uh, seed pods off, it's finished. It'll have have a bloom every now and then, Me- but uh, mediocre bloom. Yeah. So if you had something that had colorful leaves, oh, okay, a, a great addition. So <laughs> Do I, we, I'm looking uh, forward to that to be a superstar a year or two down the road. Yeah. We uh, last few weeks we've been talking about flame acanthus. Have we got any? Uh, I know we've had it. I'd have to go put my eyes around, but I'm pretty sure there's some here. 
Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll ask about it. I, I couldn't. Pretty sure, yep. pretty sure that's it right there. It looks like three of them. Oh, okay, <laughs> at the end of the... Gosh, yeah, they were remnants. There were a ton of them a, couple, a few weeks ago. Did you mention uh, fi my firecracker fern to him? Uh, we have it. Yeah. Uh, to David. I think it's on sale. I mean to David. Oh. Uh, that had been made. A yeah, I'm pretty before. sure I did. Good. I still. His question was, would it live in Dallas? And I said, oh, well, yeah. How would it, how would it, uh, you can do a tomato across the the whole state why can't you do something like that you tapioca yes. across the whole state which yeah. we know can't take cold and i don't know how much cold that'll take but uh i bet you it's one of those that'll freeze down to the ground and then come back in, in spring well, one of the hospitals my wife ran uh, they had one in a pot that apparently survived neglect in a pot for, oh, yeah. for like 10 or 15 years before <laughs> she got there yeah, you don't have to dry. Uh, dry uh, it's really drought tolerant once it gets established. And uh, the the blooms, we you've had them several times here, and I've mentioned them. But uh, uh, the blooms on the one you have, because they're smaller, don't even compare with the blooms that they will have. So, because uh, <clears throat> they are full of bloom. Well, let's yeah. take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, 1604 on Bull Verde Road on 930 AM. The answer. Al's finding some Father's Day music. <laughs> All right, it's Father's Day weekend, so we're gonna we got the whole weekend to do it. Okay. All right. Hey, uh, don't forget here at Millburgers, uh, we have the tree hugger sprinklers. Uh, so if you want to be sure to water efficiently, effectively, uh, come out and check out the tree huggers here at Millburgers, and uh, they also have some at HEB. Uh, but uh, the um, uh, it allows you to. And Jerry's found other uses for them. If you follow him on YouTube, <laughs> he'll show you hacks for the uh, for this tree hugger. But yeah, it, it allows you to to uh, open it up, close it up. It has a hinge, and so you're hugging the tree base. They can't see that, man. Uh, yeah, look, 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 look right at the radius. See, I'm opening up the thing, and then you close it up, and uh, so it wraps around the tree, and then you control the water. Uh, and so it's a little, a little, little bitty bit, which gets the root ball, or a whole lot, which can get. The uh, the drip line too, and uh, um, how are they going? Are they are, are people liking them? Uh, so far, yes. Jerry loves his. <laughs> um, yeah, I just I do use mine to, uh, to soak the root ball of uh, trees that are trying to come back, and uh, and Neil and Neil Sperry, I think, got in today's paper. Uh, yeah, we need to get Neil one. But anyway, <laughs> hold on a second before we go there. 
Yeah. Uh, find them here at Millburgers. You find them online to learn more at treehuggersprinklers.com. It's the winner of the 2021 Pinnacle Award for Best New Product. And uh, check them out. Uh, again, allowing you to be efficient. And these times call for efficient and effective watering on your days. Yeah. All right. 210-308-8867. 210 8867. Uh, well, Jeremy has a Father's Day song, doesn't he? I don't know. He has a, a daddy <laughs> song, I thought. No, <laughs> I don't okay. Think so. mother, mother song, yeah. Maybe, okay. I thought Jeremy had something. Uh, Jeremy, uh, Calvin, I saw, I saw a bird that I never have seen before, and I have no idea what it is. It's about the, they came, t- they came to the water, and, uh, to the bowl. I have a water bowl for the cats and, uh, and the sprinkler going uh-huh. in the video. But this bird. I see a theme there. It's the cat's water bowl. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they seem to share. And the birds. <laughs> but this this bird was uh, was about the size of a small cardinal. And it had a, a red red tail, brown body. And uh, redhead, yeah, house finch. Is that what it is? Yeah. And when when the, when the one would move around, a little top notch would come up on his head. Yeah, they're kind of they're. I've never and seen they're that breeding. Thing. Um, they're they're around the sun sunflowers too. You, is that right? Yeah, when you see the they're pretty those lesser goldfinches, they're usually some of those house finches around too. But yeah, they're brave. I've never seen that bird really in my yard. They're, they're another. They like that uh, thistle seed. Yeah. Okay. And the, but the water is the key. That, yeah. That you really get them if you got the water. <laughs> but that that was neat the way that little pop up. First the first time I saw that little crown yeah. pop up, I said, "Did I just see that or or not?" And I watched it for a while, and sure enough, it it seems like every time it moves or perks up, that little notch comes up. But anyway, it was now let's check and make sure <laughs> none of us are injured here and we don't see anybody. <laughs> What's there's, that? Uh, Maybe they're like, shopping. No. Yeah. No. Oh, okay. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Trace, it's always interesting to find out what are customers asking for. What are they kind of? Well, I kind of like this last one that I just talked to. Oh, oh, that. The, oh, the yeah. Break. Oh, that was a good so, question because um, y'all both, you and Jerry, both answered that immediately. So she was asking about marigolds. Do they really stop aphids from coming? And definitively, we both said no at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I've heard that up north they'll use marigolds to help with nematodes. Yeah. But somebody has that in their mind here that they help with spider mites. But they do have with spiders. You don't have any. They are a spider mite magnet. <laughs> oh, is that right? So people that plant their their marigolds next to their tomatoes, they're inviting uh, a problem to happen, <laughs> uh, almost demanding that the problem happen. <laughs> so was, we, was uh, marigolds what you were supposed to plant to do the nematodes? Yeah, yeah. If yes. you plant them thick, in other words, okay. 
Or they no, could the do root system have to rye. be. Or they could just get a plant, a tomato that's nematode yeah, resistant. Yeah, that was nematode resistant. Okay. That's probably the best answer. It sure sounds like it. So I, after saying no and making her feel bad, yeah, she, yeah. She, Jerry <laughs> just made her feel horrible. Yeah, I know. Oh, he said, hell no. <laughs> so, so then I went and showed her something that would help her. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. So What's that? I, I like being proactive, not reactive. So, again, she that's had aphids on her. That's where people are. Uh, this is true. <laughs> so uh, we we went to a systemic granule because she's growing a hibiscus in a pot. Yeah. And uh, it's a middle corporate granule. It tells you so much on the container per size of pot. You put it in, you water it in, and the chemical releases. And it is a systemic that can go through the root system, not just topical. So the plant does all the work for you. And, yeah. And, you know, it could go three or four months between uh, between them and being preventative. So if one aphid comes along, he sucks on the plant, he gets enough chemical, he dies before he ever gets started. So it's, it's a uh, great, great <laughs> proactive, yeah. uh, not a great reactive plant uh, product, but great proactive. But as she was walking away, I was thinking I should have made her feel bad for wanting to kill all those pregnant oh, aphids? parents. Oh, my, well, it's no, you shouldn't. Uh, no. She would have. She would have hurt you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like those aphids. No, she did not. She when we told her no, you, not, you, they you saw her do face that struck. much harm. They might make the buds a little weird, but well, uh, so so that same chemical also yeah. can, is a drench. Is what uh, when I had lantan on my mailbox because my wife made me take it out well, after my it mother. Was, it was not wife proof. It was not mother-in-law proof. Oh, so oh she, dear. She ran over my mailbox, and, oh, I, and I had to man. rebuild the whole thing. So uh, Lantana came out, but that's what I used to use to prevent lace bugs. What's yeah, that? Yeah. Having your mother-in-law run over them? Uh, <laughs> yes. That's a, that's a organic control. Yeah. It's like your uh, grasshoppers in the uh, vacuum. And yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, it's a wonderful preventative for that if you, if yeah. you have issues uh with uh, lace bugs on pretty much anything, you can be uh, proactive and stop that from happening. Yeah, and with this hot weather, you, you're it's, pretty well. It's not a matter of if you're going to have lace bugs. It's no. when are they going to come? There you go. No oh, lace bugs too. Yes. When the when the gold <laughs> when the uh, uh, when the lantana stops blooming. Yeah, lantana. Chances are you already have lace Le- bugs. Yeah, and then when you start seeing the modeling effect on the folds, you know it. And then you have to cut the plant back and start it all over, so you you lose your color for three or four weeks. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask about your mother-in-law running over the uh, mailbox. She did. She, did she did not kill that lantana. Um, no, I think she took its home away though. <laughs> so it my, would have re-sprouted, Trace, if you'd have given it a chance. I had to rebuild all of the wood frame. Oh, so the yeah. antenna had to physically be removed so that I could <laughs> sink a new post in the ground. Oh no! What was she driving a tank? Uh, it was a Mazda something. Or <laughs> it's okay, but she didn't hit it just once. She hit it. Oh no! Going. F- Forward, then, forward or backward, and then and your 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 must have been forward, and then she backed up and did it again. Uh, <laughs> your wife doesn't risk listen to the show, is that correct? That she does not, and neither does my mother-in-law. Okay, good. <laughs> and, uh, I'm not sure they would appreciate the storytelling on she, it. She thinks she thinks it's funny. That's right. Like, oh, okay. But she got good. a whole new mailbox out of it. This might be like uh, some of those uh, 
Wait a minute. Had she been complaining about the mailbox before? Because it sounds like it might be kind of coordinated. Uh, like she took it out once and then said, you know what? I don't think that's I, enough to yeah. get a new mailbox. break it in. I, I needed to replace it anyway. I just, okay. There wasn't an intent to do it that day. <laughs> until the, that, that's until like, it became urgent. That's like these women get get mad at their husbands and run, run, run over them in the parking lot with a car. And then... How often did this happen to you? It's on the on the radio. I mean, yeah. on the TV. It happens in San Antonio a lot. Okay. So, yeah. true story. <laughs> Before I could rebuild the mailbox, yeah. my wife made me go get the, the numbers for the house. Yeah. So that Amazon could find our house because they, <laughs> they were on the mailbox. Just in case, yeah, that's that's important it, it, to her. It was, yeah. Yeah. Well, the... they got to be able to find our house, and it was going to take me more than a day to sink that new one in the ground that's <laughs> funny yeah so the, the police reporting on tv they say i asked the lady why she ran over her husband with the car and she would say it was an accident well and the police would say well Maybe the first time it was, but when you when <laughs> you put it in, when, you, when you put it in par, par, uh, drive and did it again, yeah. uh, maybe not an accident. All right, <laughs> <laughs> lovely Father's Day stories now. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We were asking about veggies. Someone was asking me, and uh, they were. Uh, kind of wanting things that I think we're they were wanting squash but is squash gone it's no longer squash season well I can't find any oh okay I, th- I kind of assumed it was seasonal uh, pretty much the only thing that's been available is some herbs and uh, peppers southern peas lots of pepper oh the southern peas are out there too or you oh just no. Them? no no, no. And, uh, the seeds seed rack? okra yeah a lot the okra is tall we're, we're fastly approaching tomato season again though I was yep. wondering. Yeah, Jerry kept saying July, July, July. Yeah. So wow, like beginning of July, end of July. Well, you know me. I have to be early. So yeah. <laughs> if they're available, it'll be the first week of July. I suggest not planting them until the second week of July. But and there most are, years we plant them. There are people at the end of July. Well, well, do you like your idea? Jerry's brought this up before, or Jerry's idea of doing it in a place where it kind of forces it to get shade. I think you may have been. Weren't you talking about morning, morning, I would almost, like I would you, almost do like you do for the spring crop. Put it in a bigger pot. Oh, okay. Grow it for a few weeks where you can have it sun yeah, in the morning, them. shade in the afternoon. Okay. Uh, but all these professional tomato growers, they're out in the sun all day. Yep. From day one. So, okay. You know, everybody always wants to shade their tomatoes, but the big guys don't do that. No, that's true. How are tomatoes doing now? Ours look yucky. <laughs> Ours look actually pale, which I think you said is normal. Okay, I have good you might, news. You might even have mites. <laughs> I might. Uh, <laughs> I have good news, and I Thank had you. some bad news. Okay. I talked to the grower yesterday. If you say tycoon one more time. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm ty- he's going to have uh he says they're going to have them in, in, in shifts. In other words, they have... Three or four varieties, and then later on they'll have three or four different, new, different varieties. Okay. And, uh, of course, he's going to have Tycoon, and he's going to have a celebrity. 
hopefully. And the sad news is he's, he, they've quit doing, <laughs> this is my tomato disappearing deal. They they have quit making the seed of Valley Cat, oh, no. which was which was our we like Valley Cat, which was our. Uh, so go in the refrigerator and you're gonna you've find got a seed. five year supply. No, I you've got not. seed in there. You know you do. <laughs> but the good news is they've got he's got Red Deuce and Bobcat and two two five five. And he's got the fish tomato, red snapper. Mm-hmm. And they're going to have this. This this needs a, a drum roll, Miller. Oh, uh, hang on. Ruby Crush. Oh, you didn't give out enough time. Oh. What is he going to have? Ruby Crush. Okay. Well, it's, it's I didn't work. ask him had he been out of Ruby Crush, but how does the bob? He's got can? a lot of Ruby Crush. Is the bob can't have the nematode? No, resistance? no. Uh, so all, all we have now, and uh, to go along with the good news on Ruby Crush, they they're not going to be uh, able to get seed of dwarf, dwarf cherry surprise, nine sixty eight, until October. Oh wow! And that's going to miss our miss our time. But we'll have some Ruby Crush available. <laughs> so now, as far as nematode resistance concerned. We're only going to have Tycoon and Celebrity and Tycoon and Celebrity for nematode resistance. So we got four choices is what I hear. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly. Right. Oh, uh, he's got Phoenix also, but that's not nematode resistance. And uh, <laughs> the grower even asked me, he said, aren't some of those others nematode resistant? I said, no, we, we watch them closely. Uh, as I've said before, the seed companies are not interested in produ- producing tomatoes that are nematode resistant because that that gene is tied to low per- lower productivity. Oh. Well, how can they say that if Tycoon and Celebrity? Well, you know, That's we've almost sound, lost. Sounds like an old wives' tale to me. <laughs> Got the two, one, two of the best producers uh, that are nematode resistant. Your wives' tale? You say that sounds like your wives' tale? No, my wife doesn't know anything about tomatoes other oh, than how okay. to slice them. <laughs> okay, there's a. Uh, well, you know, we've almost lost Tycoon several times. So, so you, so you said, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> he was. The sky was falling every year. But celebrity. It's so popular. I don't think they can quit producing it. It's it's so po- it's popular all over the United States. It's a it's a uh, it's a winner of the, what is that uh, uh, contest that they have a uh, long time ago. Hmm. And uh, but it's it's held on and it's still good and it's supposed to be nematode resistant. So I'm just telling you. We don't have 968 anymore, and we don't well, have... Uh, for fall. Yeah, for fall. Right. Don't create a panic. Yeah, see what you're doing? <laughs> but I was excited that we had Ruby Crush. Yeah, because we, did we have Ruby Crush last year? We had it in the well, fall. Well, in the fall? Yeah. Okay. I, think it, I think that's y'all's fault. Because <laughs> y'all, y'all promoted it in the fall. Yeah. Like several years in a row. Yeah. Uh-oh. And it was popular. We don't know the power of our own promotion, do we? No. 
So anyway, Red Deuce, Phoenix, Bobcat, and uh, they're they're going to be available. Hopefully. All right. So I find it interesting that we're going to get like three, and then the next week will be three different ones. Oh yeah, though. That's uh. Well, that's what he says. <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call, 210-308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch. Trace is up here on the porch with us, Dr. Jerry Parsons. And maybe your calls after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Beautiful baby from the outside in Chasing dreams but always know the road That'll lead you home And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Don't forget about Spider-Man Pest Control. Warren Remy and Spider-Man Pest Control have been helping San Antonio families keep pest-free since 1976. And it frightens me how long ago that was. It doesn't seem that long ago. But <laughs> remember when the country turned 200? Wait, were you on a radio station then? I was not on a radio station then, no. Oh. No, I, were you in Louisiana? Uh, yes, I was in Louisiana. All right. And it was probably raining about now. <laughs> but... Uh, that's anyway, a safe thing to say. If you've got uh, ants, if you've got roaches, if you've got rats, if you've got scorpions, if you've got fleas, if you've got all those or just one of them, uh, Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control can help you to get rid of it. I'm betting the ants are busy right now. I think from what Warren said, they were getting a lot of ant calls. And then I see them in the neighborhood. They're all kind of <laughs> going through the, the, the grass and on the sidewalks and stuff like but that. But they're not making mounds, are they? I don't know where the mounds are, no. Yeah. See, those, those mound-making ants all froze to death. Oh, okay. Well, if yours didn't freeze to death <laughs> and you want to get rid of them, call Spider-Man Termite and Pest Control. The number 210-656-3721, 210-656-3721, or online at GoSpiderManPest.com. That's go GoSpiderManPest.com. Dot com. Now it's one of the best parts of uh, dealing with Spider-Man on those ants. Yeah, are they that they'll help you uh, identify what where, kind they are and what the issues are, what the threats are, and where. Yeah, they're a lot of originating. A lot of them are not much of a a problem, but if you got those that are a problem, you want you want to deal with them uh, effectively. So and the stuff that kills the ones that are a problem. Will also kill the ones that are not a problem. Yeah, so you, uh, most he of the gives time. you, you know, you, you may make some decisions. He'll give you his advice, and, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, you uh, have to take part in the decision, too. There are just lots of choices when it comes to controlling pests. Yeah, but, but it's, you know, when talking to him, and you're going to get all the information, so you'll be making an educated choice. And uh, how, how does he know, how do you know if you have ants? Milton. I guess you don't know until you see him. How does a regular homeowner know if he has that or she has that? I don't know. Well, 
They walk We've on, covered this, Milton. They Several walk on times. the porch. Or? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, don't, I think he wants to stick your finger somewhere. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> Wait a minute. You want me to change the subject? Uh, sure, if you got something. Yeah, yeah we, we, I was just wondering how everybody is faring with their Purple Martins. I, oh, okay. Mine have uh, flew the coop. What? I, I think they're uh, they're at a, already at one of the... Is that uh, normal, or is it the heat? Um well, that's the issue. It's, okay. uh, it's a little seems a little early, but it is. It's mid June. We uh, generally think of them uh, in the young, uh, kind of vacating the area. In July, the first of July. Have you seen the young flying around? No, I haven't seen. Uh, that's what I was wondering if any any of the other gardeners out there that have purple martins, what's their situation? Are they uh, they're seeing the young? The young should be uh, vi- visible now. And uh, out and about, and they, you know, they should be working with the parents, but uh, because <laughs> because of the heat, <laughs> maybe, yeah, and because of just kind of the messed up environment at this point, they it may not be the same as uh, normally. So uh, give us a report if you uh, have, uh, have pur- purple martins and you've got some distinctive ha- uh, happenings that are going on now. Just uh, especially if there are in the area or if they've, they've left with young. That reminds me of another bird I saw that I've never seen before. It's the size of a sparrow, English sparrow, maybe a little longer, but it, it, it flies fast. It moves its wings faster. And uh, like I said, it looks like a sparrow, but it's uh, smaller. Than an English sparrow. It's not. It's not so the female lesser goldfinch. It maybe it is. They're t- yeah, they're little. They're little and they're kind of plain looking. Now yeah. the, the male is striking black and yellow. Yeah. And uh, I don't. I don't. It didn't have any color. It, like I said, it looked just yeah. like an English sparrow. But when it flew away, it was flying faster. Yeah, kind of, kind of erratic. And yeah, and it was, it was drinking out of the water bowls to catch water bowls, not the... Uh, I can't believe that he's uh, uh, thrown over to the uh, <laughs> other side and he has converted the <laughs> The birds, uh, bird bass, <laughs> now calls them cat water bowls. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what they are. Uh-huh. He, they weren't, they weren't on the uh, water that I've got flowing. Yeah. Uh, I, ha- I had uh, um, morning doves show up for the first time on the water that in in, in several years. Mm. You know, since the way wings have come. Yeah, uh, morning doves. I hadn't seen them, but that, that's the first thing that found that uh, when I put that sprinkler in the in the water bowl. Yeah, you can. You Not can the t- water bowl, the uh, bird bath. You can tell how uh, important that water is and how oh, hard yeah. it is to find it when you put something new in there and you <laughs> suddenly got a, yeah. a new population. It's interesting how they take turns. In other words, when the doves. I think the squirrels come first, about three or four squirrels out there drinking. And then when they leave, then the morning doves come in there, or white wing, white wing doves. And uh, they kind of take turns. But I don't know what that bird was that flew away so fast. Well, and, that, and that's why I tell people, too, with their uh, sugar water feeders. Yeah, you know, they get 
people get concerned that the hummingbirds, that the bees uh, and the woodpeckers are taking all the sugar water, but <laughs> really, really, it, they they do kind of share. Uh, you know, yeah, the, they do. The, the honeybees are <laughs> act more active in the morning, and then the and the hummingbirds find a time to yeah. to get in there, and then the uh, the woodpeckers, of course, are pretty <laughs> persistent, but they they do uh, share the water. And then you can always just put another hummingbird feeder out. That yeah. that works quite well. <laughs> they. Uh, they uh, like. I get concerned, and some people get concerned over the water. How hot it gets during the day, especially if it's in the sun. And uh, of course, I talked about the coons, the raccoons at night, wash their food in in the water bowl, dirty it up. And yeah, I, you can see that in the morning. Yeah, I have to replace it every morning. And Jeremy, uh, my son, says. They won't. They won't drink out of that dirty water. I said, "Dear, yeah, <laughs> I've run bird dogs and spaniels and that all my life. They'll drink out of a horse track, a well, horse." Well, <laughs> I think I think my Westies prefer. Yeah, they they sometimes want to go outside so they can taste what what is. <laughs> oh, really? In in the uh, flower pots. Yeah, you know, yeah. The, the, They're used to that. That's funny. But anyway, people want to change the water for the cats okay. and stuff. The key is uh, rinse it out when you can. It's convenient, but also mostly keep it full. Yeah, yeah. Keep it full. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, toll free. It's 866-308-8867. Call us and tell us what's going on in your gardening world. Some pretty butterflies out there on the Vincas. Yeah, the, we've had good butterflies and hummingbirds. Oh, have this you seen some hummingbirds? Good, good year for hummingbirds. Yeah, they, uh, you know, last week everybody or several people were wanting to know how to root their tomatoes, tomato uh, for the fall. And now's the time to do it. Okay. And I promised that I would uh, find a way to, uh, I would find a write-up on uh, rooting tomatoes from cuttings. Is this just one write-up? Yeah. Wow. Well. Can you lift that with one hand? I got carried away. I got carried away. Okay. (laughs) But anyway, uh, so now's the time to do it. But I I think they were talking about rooting tomatoes that they couldn't find in a nursery. Uh, yeah, they were rooting, rooting it for fun. They were rooting the ones they had in their garden now. Yeah, right. For the fall. And so on plantanswers.com, on our topics of the month, rooting tomatoes from cuttings, plus some extra information about uh, tomatoes. This I found this wonderful write-up. Uh, I, we didn't have one, Calvin, on rooting tomatoes. But there's a. There's Are you a, sure? Did Dennis look? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, but I found a website. It said www.tomatobible.com. And it's got every 
just I think I've seen a publication like that. Yeah, it's it's got it's every the, discussion on, the on everything that you can imagine about tomatoes. I'm very impressed. And most of it's right. It's tomatobible.com. Yeah. Cool. Uh but I I borrowed this write up from them. Oh, from them? Yeah. Okay. So it's going to only going to be on the plant answers for till Monday. It's going to be a be mm. a race Monday because it's not mine. Okay. Oh, okay. But uh, you you want to look at that tomatobible.com for many many answers. I just t- took a quick look at it too, but um, if you're in if you like that uh, partner plants Oh, he covers a lot of uh, yeah. that, that kind of topics. Yeah, it's a lot, very of, cool. lot of people do that. It's okay. from the north. We got to take a quick break. We'll be back in a moment on 9:30 a.m. We're back with Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, and a pretty day here at the nursery. It is warm, so be careful. But uh, 210-308-8867 is our number. You can call us from the comfort of your home, and we can answer those gardening questions for you right now at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. All right. Uh, let me turn you back up because you were on the phone. Oh. Right? We didn't want to hear your conversation. Well, it wasn't much of a conversation. I think it seems rather it, one-sided. It, it said, "Do you want to lower your phone bills?" <laughs> and 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 uh, who doesn't? Uh, well, no, I said, I always say, "Oh no, I love it just the way it is." Yeah, I'd like more bill. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and higher. If you have a way to help me with that, <laughs> I've been waiting for your call. They 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 go crazy when you do that. Um. Oh, they want to buy my house, and I ask them, where am I going to live if I say you're my house? It's not their concern. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's mine. Sure. <laughs> okay. Anyway. Yes, sir. Uh, I, uh, it, it was funny what Trace was talking about, the marigolds, a while ago. And uh, I, the reason I know this, this material on this uh, website is from the north. Because they talk about things, well, first of all, they talk about all, all indeterminate tomatoes. Uh, and we always talk about, uh, uh, you know, small, uh, the uh, indeterminate, determinate types, semi-determinate, the semi-determinate tomato types. But they include a celebrity. In, in 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 their list, <laughs> so uh, I I don't know whether they did that in self defense or or what, but that's a semi determinant, mm. not indeterminate. But up north, you can use uh, uh, indeterminate types that grow big, so they'll go all the way t- through the fall, all the way to the fall. But anyway, they did recommended no uh, determinate or semi-determinate type. And this this person, I, I don't know why I want to call it a woman, says as she writes about marigolds, 
As I've mentioned, some companion planting theories are considered folklore with little scientific evidence to back the claims. That is not the case with marigolds. A recent study has shown that these flowers deter whiteflies by releasing a substance called limonene, also found in citrus peels. I have seen marigolds covered and killed with white flies. No. So. No. Not not here in San Antonio, yeah, apparently. Yeah. And, uh, and then she writes, uh, like asparagus, marigolds also prevent problems with root knot nematodes. Okay. <laughs> she said, like asparagus. She claims that asparagus controls or eliminates nematode, root not nematode. But uh, she's got something on the marigolds. They prevent problems. And and she says, and while the evidence is less conclusive, some gardeners believe marigolds deter tomato hornworms and thrips too. We should have told that lady to get us some marigolds. It seems that when it comes to pest control, there's little a marigold cannot do. It cannot do getting rid of uh, spider mites. It's a, like Trey said, it's a spider mite a, yeah. a draw. Now, as far as the nematode control, uh, we, t- we talk about that for the fall, uh, about planting marigolds, but they have to <laughs> people take that information uh, and they 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 misuse it because the information is the marigold roots have to be oh. touching or overlapping. Oh, for the yeah. Well, but, they, but what <laughs> they use the little more effective. They use the little the little plants right. the varieties. Uh, well, yeah, again, it's another of those examples where there's some some laboratory verification for some of the relationships but then you keep applying it and drawing <laughs> conclusions that do, yeah. aren't backed up with further information pretty soon you get a uh, just a list of uh, properties that really aren't true yeah. so uh, what we're recommending is that uh, if people want to plant marigolds in the, in the summer or fall uh, they plant them thick in uh, in the summer, in the late summer and early fall, in the garden, so that their basically t- root systems are touching each other. Oh, okay. And that serves as a trap crop. In other words, the nematodes go in there and can't get out. You hear them screaming down there. Oh, yeah, sad. Poor but nematodes. <laughs> but uh, and and it also. Uh, after they've been there for a little while, they start secrete, exuding, let's see. Excreting? No, I don't think they're excreting them. They're uh, releasing them. Releasing them. Re- releasing a, a chemical compound that kills nematodes. Oh, okay. But they have to be touching. Roots have to be touching, and they have to be there for two to three months. Oh, wow. 
when planting tomatoes, we're back, back to this lady. Okay, I'll give when, the number again. When, <laughs> 210-308-8867. When planting marigolds for tomato plant protection, begin planting well before the tomato plant's growing season. And use several plants in the same area for the best result. See, she's, she's getting at the truth, but she hasn't seen it yet. Each and every marigold plant in tomato garden will have its benefits. Each tomato, so, so people plant them scattered throughout the garden, which is a magnet for uh, spider mites. Which oh. jump on the tomatoes after that. If you're going to do anything with uh, marigolds, Especially in the spring, you want to you plant them around the outside of the area, and then when the spider mites come and get on them, and they, they yeah they change leaf color and everything else, then you pull that up and get rid of it. So you're removing the population before it can get on the tomatoes. And of course, we've done our deal with. Uh, 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 marigolds and the uh, marimums, you know, we call them marimums in the fall because they bloom according to uh, uh, short, intermediate days and short days. They have more blooms on them, so that's the reason we do marimums in the fall. And she even gives the, uh, he actually gives deter deer deterrent cattle. African marigold, that's that big one, big flower. Root knot nematode, French marigold. That's those little ones, I think. Uh, attract bees and beneficial insects. Sig signet marigold. Deter tomato, worms, and caterpillars, all of the above that I've mentioned. <laughs> Uh, the strong odors that marigold plants make often deter other garden pests such as rabbits, deer, cats, and snakes. Alligators. Uh, <laughs> really? I don't, I don't know. Does an alligator have any kind of good smell? smell? But anyway, she goes on and on about uh, the, how wonderful the marigolds are. I say that you shouldn't even plant a marigold until fall. Mm. To July, August. But uh, a lot of people plant them. Uh, we sell a lot of marigolds, different kinds of area. And uh, if they'll just watch them and see if they, when they get spider mites, and pull them out immediately, get rid of them. Don't, don't try to, to, to save them. So anyway, that's all right. that's the deal about marigolds. Like I said, that all of this will be on. Under rooting tomatoes from cuttings on plantanswers.com until till Monday. Monday. Monday end of day or Monday morning it's gone. I think Monday morning. Okay. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven toll free it's eight six six three zero eight Eighty-eight, sixty-seven. The number to call if you're calling from uh, outside of San Antonio. I don't know that I, that even applies anymore, but <laughs> I think everybody's got cell phones, so they oh yeah, yes, yeah, so they just call and 
You know, you know that song about mission and impo- the mission impossible song. Yeah. Where they say, if you decide to take this mission, <laughs> take yeah. this mission, and then this this will rec- will destroy our self destruct self destruct. <laughs> That's what's going to happen Monday morning on Planet Answer. Oh man. A lot of smoke coming from the computer. And <laughs> My webmaster actually has a program. Oh, that'll that he's put in in place that will delete that on Monday okay, morning. Okay, that's good. Automatically. All right. I don't know if it's smoke or not. Oh, you went you went drama with that. <laughs> also, at the end of that uh, write-up, I've got a link to one col- a column that we did write. It says, How Hot Weather Affects Plants. And that's on plantanswers.com. The link is uh, on the bottom of this write-up about tomatoes. How does hot weather affect plants? Oh, gosh. (laughs) They don't like it? (laughs) Some? No. A lot, but, uh, yeah, you could have a whole book, I suppose. Oh, yeah. The The plants are... Busy staying alive. Oh, okay. And uh, they don't have time to make nice fruit. And they don't. Uh, sometimes the, uh, you know, you you bring in the uh, parts into the the plant's uh, mechanism to to reorganize them and then store them and everything. Well, with hot weather, if it's hot at night, they don't. They <laughs> never have that. No. Pause or anything. Oh, and it's hot at night here too. My my, ninety degrees at nine o'clock is a. Now what does that mean? That Tell means me what it means. Again. Summer's here. Okay. <laughs> I, I've always, I've been amazed that it's ninety degrees at nine o'clock, but. Uh, I can give you the weather forecast if you want to hear. No, it. I don't want to hear. It. Are you sure? I could be a weather person. And I, all you do is put a hundred plus over your. All the way through the week, and <laughs> they took me when they mentioned rain. You know how no. they shower right away from. Well, we may get some rain. Twenty to thirty percent. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, now the lows are in the mid seventies. Oh, that's good. On the, in the evenings. That's gonna be good. Okay, good. Phew, that was close. <laughs> but the highs are gonna be. Uh, a hundred basically. Oh, okay. It's it's sad when a hundred is like okay. That's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> that's not good. Yeah, I saw you and Dennis is uh, back and forth about Phoenix. Yeah, hundred fifteen was it? Or? Yeah, but it's a dry heat. Dry heat. But mm-hmm. <laughs> the about it, Steve George used to be county horticulture here. Took a job. Out of out of getting his PhD in Phoenix, Arizona, as a I guess he was a pathologist. <laughs> and about three months in, uh, we had a job opening in Dallas, and <laughs> I called him. I said, uh, "Now, Steve, you got this uh, job opening to be perfect for you." I said I. Uh, uh, he said, I, well, I don't know. I said, do I need to call your wife on this? She knows. He, he's packing in, in the next two weeks. 
But it's and I tried that dry heave. heave down <laughs> no, don't try the dry heave. <laughs> but it's well, a dry that, heave. that was mentioned. Yes. And he said, no, it's like sticking your head in an oven when it's that hot. Oh. But it, it got hot up in Amarillo, but it was a dry heat. There was no yeah, humidity, yeah, and it yeah. wasn't. It wasn't bad. <laughs> it was. It was noticeably different. I will put it that way. What I love was a dust storm during that heat. Oh, okay. But anyway. All right. 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. What else uh, you got there? Uh, what do we get? Have you got the article there? You're, yeah. I do. Let me look at it. All right. Where is it? We, uh, we see, was, we've uh, talked about... Uh, um, I, I looked at all the plants that you recommended shade doesn't inhibit these colorful plants and uh, you got a good picture of a fire spike on there yeah. uh, and remember that it won't bloom until July, August depending yeah. on the night temperature but until then it's a, a hosta-like plant. Yeah, and the foliage is foliage really is attractive. nice, and the snails won't eat it. Now I don't know if the deer will eat it, but uh, I've had it in my backyard. Snails didn't touch it. Hmm. But now what I'm disappointed and Mitch Calvin mentioned coleus, firefly, caladiums, whopper begonias, and waxleaf begonias. Neat the that waxleaf begonia is one of my favorites because. You know, most people have don't have beds that are either full sun or full shade, and so a lot a lot of plant time plant you put for plants out there that can take the sun shade can't take the sun even a little bit, and so uh, these begonias can. You plant begonias in a bed and go from the sun to the shade, and you'll notice that the ones in the shade do better. But the ones in sun also will bloom and be pretty. Well, and then the whopper is just an extension of that. It is a yeah. a bigger version of that, which uh, I find real spectacular. But they they can tolerate uh, uh, tip, typically they can tolerate morning sun and mm-hmm. and do and do fine if you get them in just like the wax leaf. If you get them in early enough in yeah. in the year, but gosh, they're uh, good, uh, good looking, good looking plants, and make them really a nice mm, show. Yeah, it, it, does it, it has different color leaves, doesn't it? Yeah, it's got the same. Uh, they Vari- offer the same uh, selection as yes, the wax yeah. leaf, but so far this this last year has not not been as good in terms of the offerings or the availability of the different colors. From the yeah. first few years, but yeah, surely they had them in a greenhouse. <laughs> I, I don't, I, you know, I don't know. They, uh, um, they're just they're are pre- they pretty all, tough on the yeah. on the free. On are the they freeze. all from cuttings? See the wax leaf begonia, from seed. Yeah, no, they. I think they're all from cuttings. Cuttings. Yeah, yeah. so they have to take care of stock plants. Yeah. And that, uh, the future, maybe hopefully next year, they'll get the, that supply situation all 
uh, taken care of so you can get any of the colors, any of the color of the foliage or the blooms that you want when when you want. Mm -hmm. But until then, you, um, I kind of, if they were there, I I get some. <laughs> Yeah, so, so that you can. And that, that's a plant easy to root, so you can carry your own mother plants through. There's also a plant that did a pretty good job. About one third of those that got hit in the February freezes. Oh Lord! Came back. Are you kidding me? No. But they were in containers against the house or something. Um, yeah, so quite quite a few of them were uh, in. Uh, that, that situation against against the house or in a, a plant or a planter that yeah, was by surrounded by hedge or something yeah. like that. Because uh, that that February freeze froze pots. It froze if they were in pots, froze them froze them hard. I'm surprised they came back. Yeah, that's quite a <laughs> quite a but quite a situation. Um, and we talked about the, uh, I guess the last few weeks we've talked a lot about the, uh, oh, what's, what's our foliage plant here with the uh, uh, Mickey Mouse leaves and... Caladium. Caladiums, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, we've got a, pr a pretty good choice of caladiums here, some which can work. I, I never know, though, when it's 100 degrees out or 101 degrees whether the the uh, strap leaf yeah when they when they say well they can take sun with does that mean 101 <laughs> degrees you know <laughs> yeah that's what you have to be careful with in texas is uh our sun and our heat's a little bit different yeah then we 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 say that sometimes and people say oh y'all think everything's different in texas i think <laughs> <laughs> buddy I've taken taken invasive plants from the north and and moved down here, and they die in three days. Oh, just two heats, two too yeah, just, just the heat is heat is different, I guess. Because when the heat is ninety degrees at nine o'clock, night yeah, that nothing night, can tolerate that. That night temperature is really a that's important. the key. Yeah. Yeah. So now we, you know what we haven't talked about as much uh, lately, are our sweet sweet taters, ornamental sweet potatoes. Oh, we ever got any? Yeah, yeah. we do. Yeah. I, can, I can see the light green ones over there. They, they're still they still make a good uh, um, ornamental ground cover. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. Would you plant them now in uh, full sun, Jerry? No. Yeah, I think I probably. I, would. I, I think more. They, they talk about it full sun, and a green sweet potato can take full sun. I mean, green leaf, the normal one. Uh, but that uh, because they're grown in the full sun. But that I don't know those yellow ones. Uh, what surprised me is how much sun that yellow one could take. Because most of the time, when you put a yellow leafed plant in the sun burns the leaf yeah, like acid on it that's, uh, <laughs> cer certainly would be a test for it. I think they could uh, take most situations with morning sun yeah but uh, it's a really a nice ground cover oh yeah I've seen uh, 
uh, interesting. Uh, I've seen entranceways with those sweet potatoes. Mm-hmm. And they kind of prune them up and keep them to the close to the median, and uh, those things are knockouts. Hey, we need to take a break, and then we'll talk to Bud right after this. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up live from Millburgers Landscaping and Nursery, sixteen zero four on Boulevardy Road on nine thirty a.m. The answer. And tapped upon his door And I said, Daddy, I'm so afraid How will I go on with you gone that way Don't want to cry anymore So may I stay with you He said, that's my job Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 210. That's the greatest. That's song a good one. Ever written yeah. Farther. All right. I got to meet the guy that wrote that. Oh, how cool. in, in Nashville, and I was very cool. Jeremy. Jeremy told him I liked that song a lot. Oh. I said everybody in the world likes that song. <laughs> he was a very nice young man. That's nice. And that was Conway Twitty singing it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He said he said uh, the guy who wrote it said Conway singing it helped a little bit. It helped a little bit, but <laughs> it's a good song. Nice job, Al. All right, Bud is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi there, Bud. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. How you doing today? Oh, doing pretty good. Good. Hope hope, hope y'all are doing the same. Oh, we are. Thank you. Wonderful. Couldn't be better. Uh, well, I don't well, know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pushing it. <laughs> hey, it, it it can always be better, huh? That's yeah. true. Okay. Uh, while, while while I was hanging on the phone here, uh, I started thinking. Uh, gee, I don't think I've heard anybody call in today. Yeah, it's been <laughs> kind of quiet today. That's true. But I'm glad you called in. <laughs> yeah, oh. actually, I, I'm, I'm I meant to call in at least a few weeks ago. I have a um, uh, question for Dr. Finch. Okay. Uh, Dr. Finch, are you still planting the Aladdin peppers? Yes. And they're always doing very well for you? Well, this year's uh, they're facing a challenge just like the tomatoes are and the other peppers, too. But uh, there's still some production, but not like past years. Yeah, it's yeah. it's pretty. It, it, it's tough on everything. Yeah, I was talking to the grower uh, yesterday, I guess it was, and uh, he said the tomatoes that were planted early did good. The tomatoes planted late didn't do very well. Huh? I've got some tomatoes, even and some peppers, that uh, foliage looks good. Yeah, but they're not they're not setting fruit, which is really kind of unusual. I mean, we yeah. have we have a lot of gardeners that 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 happens on, but I I've <laughs> rarely had that happen. And it's this this is a year for it. For kind sure. of unusual year. Yeah. 
Well, I, I was just curious. I, I haven't planted anything for, a, I bet, this the third year now. Yeah. Oh, I was, I'm thinking on peppers, I'll probably be more tolerant than I am on the tomatoes. You know, I'll probably just let, uh, let the tomatoes, I mean the peppers, go into the season, late season, and hope that it cools off a little bit. But, of course, if I start seeing spider mites or problems there, the... It'll be time to pull them, too. But uh, tomatoes, I think tomatoes is pretty, we're right, yeah. we're right at the time. If uh, really not any advantage to keep them in the ground. And and, you'll, and uh, people will be plagued by spider mites and uh, <laughs> all kinds of, uh, the only thing they won't be plagued by is lots of fruit. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think we're, we're going to see much. More we're not fruit. talking about if they're coming; they're coming. Uh, we, yeah, we, uh, had, we, we had uh, her from Evelyn. She's always the one that says uh, she loses all the tomatoes. Uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm going to repeat my statement. Yeah, things could always be better. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> especially at our age. Yeah, well, uh, I, I was I was really just interested. All right. Well, uh, well, thank like, you, like, sir. like I say, yeah, it's I'm, been disappointing. I have, haven't, haven't been able to uh, really plan anything for the last few years, and I was thinking about those um, Aladdin peppers. And, yeah. and, and I remember you and I were both kind of turned on to that pepper at about the same time. It's too yeah. long ago already. From it's hard to, it's exactly hard to beat. I mean, I, I, for years I couldn't seem to do very well with a, a green pepper here. Yeah. And then the Aladdin came along, and gosh, that was so easy to grow compared to the others. Yeah. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe next season. Yeah, it'll it'll be better <laughs> next season. It has to be. Well, they'll have. Uh, in fact, I was, like I said, I was talking to the grower, and they're they're gonna have green. They're gonna have peppers. Uh, they've already started seeding them uh, for this fall, but. Uh, if you have peppers, healthy-looking peppers now, just leave them alone. They're not going to be very productive. And I, if I were you, I would cut all the, remove all the peppers that they have if they produce set any pepper and keep your plant as healthy as you can until spring comes and it can take off again. Yeah. Thank you, bud. Yeah. Y'all have a, a, a good Father's Day. No, okay. good. Thank you for calling. Thanks for calling, bud. John is on the Hi, line bud. at 210-308-8867. Hey there, John. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Real good. I, I, I called about a year or two ago and, and asked you this question. I'm just, and, and, yeah, uh, I remember I that. Just... Good, to, good to hear you from <laughs> you again. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway. <laughs> I got one one uh, of the uh, uh, original oranges that uh, that David oh, Rodriguez had in, at the rodeo, and and they yeah. all had thorns on. So uh, I got that one thorned uh, uh, satsuma, whatever you call it. And yeah. then I got then then uh, uh, a year or so later, I got the uh, moho and coho. Those two, like yeah. whatever they are. I got uh, I those hope two. None of our Japanese listeners heard you say that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, You're not bilingual, are you? 
<laughs> no. Is so, it Miho? Miho. Okay. He said Mo. So I got those. I, <laughs> so I got those. <laughs> I got those from uh, Fanatics. Okay. And so everything is supposed to be, you know, certified and the best in the world and everything. So I planted everything and uh, I gave them uh, uh, a good uh, start in life. And uh, <laughs> I, I, I did cut them back for the freeze. I cut them back so I could uh, cover them real good, and and they they weathered the freeze without losing no leaves, and they did real good. All right. And they they accept. I'm not get I'm not <laughs> getting any blossoms on any of the three trees. On, well, you cut uh, them back. The, well, what yeah, but that was a year ago. Uh, yeah, that was a year ago. We, we've had some. Despicable weather since then. Uh, we, uh, but but I mean, uh, before that, and then, and then after that, I never get any blooms. Uh, should I uh, go ahead and cut everything back and and uh, what do you call it? Uh, no, uh, you don't. You don't cut anything off of that tree except uh, dead branches. Okay. Well, now how am I going to get blossoms? There. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, I've got your address, and I'm gonna put in a special request that you get <laughs> blossoms uh, next year, next, next year, February. Okay, next February. Now, now, when can I call you and let you know that you're wrong? Yeah. <laughs> hey. Now they're 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 not in the shade, are they, or anything? No, they're the everything is in full sun. Okay. Have you fertilized them? Yes. I, I fertilized everything uh, uh, earlier in the year, and then then uh, I fertilized uh, uh, about um, well the first of this month. Okay. And then I did I do that twice a year. I, I fertilize my pecan trees. I know you love pecan trees. Oh yeah. I furli- mm. I, go nuts I on my- <laughs> What what kind of, what kind of fertilizer do you use? Uh, well, I used a 1959 uh, the last last two years, and now y'all changing the numbers on that. But uh, no, but anyway, we're not changing the numbers. <laughs> well, what, you what, said 19. Uh, do, do, uh, does the citrus have uh, new growth on it? Yeah, yeah, they're growing good. They're okay. growing good. Okay, we just get to wait till next February to start blooming. Yeah, I'd be real. I would uh, really uh, just. Uh, agree with Jerry on that. D- don't do any cutting on them, because mm. they're um, they will transfer their energies yeah. to new foliage when they if they they get into that uh, kind of mold. Mm-hmm. Now you pruned. You keep them well watered. Yes, yes. In fact, I just watered them just today. I just watered them again. Good, good man. Yeah. Well, you just wait to February. Oh, February, hello? March, they be full of blooms, uh, fragrant, great okay. blooms. Now okay, you, you got that written down, Jerry Parsons. <laughs> well, he, well, he knows. Gonna... He knows I tell the truth because he called. You remember when he called? Oh yeah, three years ago. <laughs> oh yeah, I did too. So, it was a good call. So I'm gonna call. I'm gonna call y'all in April. Let you know how wrong you are. All right. We look forward to that. If that thing sets as much fruit as I think it's going to set, you're going to take about half of the fruit off when they look like the size of a marble. I hope. I hope. I know. Okay. Keep us informed. Thank you, John. Who do you think you're talking to, guy? (laughs) All right. Let's get ugly. 
Thanks, John. You take care. Can we okay, ask you a question welcome. on the air? Bye. Will you come on the air with us? We're doing a radio show. All right, grab that mic. You'll be on the air. What's going on there? Um, oh, the guy? My tree seemed to sick. Something's wrong with it. I don't know. The, the leaves, they all going down like that. What and, is it? Uh, what kind of tree is it? The oak. Isn't oak tree, yeah. Yeah, it's an oak. I have oh, a live? The one looks healthy. The one in the back looks like it's um, falling asleep. And the leaves are, as you can see, turning brown. Huh. How big? How large is it? Mm, well, maybe thirty feet tall. Twenty feet. It's not very large, but it's pretty good size. Oh, okay. But only, only that growth is coming out all along the stems. Say again. That lo- growth is coming out all along the stems. Yes. Yes. Okay, but it's and got. Gonna, and he's going to show you a picture too. It's got regular leaves on it. On the larger stems, right? There's a picture of it here. Oops, I did something. Uh-oh, he's, he's calling somebody now. I'm going to try he's, he's ordering things on Amazon for you. <laughs> yeah, I made it go back. <laughs> yeah, it's full of uh, these sprouts. You want to? But it's got regular leaves on it, too. Yeah, so, I mean, the guy in, in, inside it was telling me it could be too much water, not enough water. No, yeah. no, no. Can we pass it to Calvin? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Easy. Oh, there you go. I don't want to lose my tree. It's no, nice you're not going to lose your tree. It, it wouldn't be sending this stuff out if it, if it were dying. Uh, now, you that's just sucker growth. Adventitious root. Uh, Adventitious buds. Uh-oh. <laughs> Adventitious buds. And... Uh, I, I would, if you want to leave it, I would leave it and uh, and uh, uh, if you want to take those suckers out, wait till fall, winter to just take leave them out. it. Yeah, just leave it. Yeah, don't do anything to it. No. Oh, okay. Here, a lot of the trees have been wow. seriously affected by that. February freezes, yeah, kind of unpredictable ways, and then it doesn't ha- it doesn't hurt help that it's all this hundred degree temperatures, so they're all kind of reacting a little differently. Okay, but live oaks are pretty uh, sturdy, and they so quite often the best thing is to to let let them follow through and f- uh, finish off those leaves and everything, okay. and then. When uh, when the foliage and stems stabilize, then you can do a little pruning up. Okay. But uh, yeah, that doesn't hurt to have uh, lots of leaves at at this point, especially if you got access to water. Yeah. So do nothing. Just let it. Let nature take its course. Yeah. yeah. You got a different opinion. I sent him up here because I had no opinion. Huh? <laughs> I sent him up here because I had no opinion. Oh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Contradictory things. Yeah. Just. just uh, underwater, and then he's got leaves that are five times bigger than they should be, which looks like underwater or overwater. Yeah, so, yeah no, I, I had nothing. It's hard to hard to imagine that it would could, could live oak just not usual. Yeah, uh, for it to be uh, under uh, underwater or overwater. I mean, we would see that if it was a little bit more. But I would just let her, just like Jerry says, just let it run its course here and be patient with it. 
And it should stabilize. Don't trim it and then just let it stay. No, well, how are your other ones doing? The, the one in the front is great. I, I should have taken a picture. It's like standing up tall. Yeah. Uh, that, uh, th- this one looks like it was more it was affected by the, the mm. all those February freezes. I would have thought both of them because the one in the front doing the February freeze, the ice was on it. It was like bent down. And the one in the back was too. But the one in the front just spring back in. Yeah. It'll do. It'll come back. It'll do fine. All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for coming by and being on the air with us. We're going to take a quick break. So while we do, give us a call, 210-308-8867. Bye-bye. 210-308-8867. More in a moment on Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM Answer. Al doing a great job today getting that Father's Day music. Who was that? Holly Dunn. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, have you got, where are the presents for us for Father's Day, Milton? I, isn't that the? It's the Namar. Part of the, uh, oh, it's, okay. it's tomorrow he'll bring it. Yeah, no, no, no. yeah I, I thought that the, <laughs> the youngest person in a crew. No, I think, I think that they actually have to, you have to have be my father, I think. To oh, is that it? yeah, that's so. something we haven't told you. So. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> All right, two one zero three zero eight. We better we better send him to a consular real quick. Uh, really quick. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. All right, what else you got there? I'm still looking. Okay. For Calvin's mention of uh, sun coldness. Okay. I mean. Some patient, some yeah, patient. Gonna, yeah. I must have forgotten. That. Must have forgotten. I uh, I don't know why you didn't mention impatience. I just, uh, I it's, it must be one of my deficiencies, or maybe a lack of education, or something. But I have never had good luck just growing impatience here, even. Really? Yeah. Uh, they. Uh, I bet you're the only one that's ever had that problem. Even the, did even you water them three, t- three or four times a day? Um, yeah, yeah. Well, it, you, I can never tell if I'm killing them from overwatering or killing them from underwatering, <laughs> or if it's just the heat. You know, or that yeah. they have a they ha- they sometimes have to di- have a difficult time even when they're in in the shade. Uh, if anybody here, anybody listening, has tried the new sun patience, I want you to call in and tell me how it worked out for you. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Trace always says that well, they do well out there on the table, and I say, well, New Guinea impatients do well out there on the table. They are killers. You know, they're the first one they have in the spring, and I I I just hate them because I know people are going to buy them. They're beautiful things. They've really developed great. Uh, uh, New Guinea impatient, but you don't see them now out there on the table, and you don't see them in gardens and in plantings because they die. 
when oh. it hit the ground and are in a, a alkaline soil and and the hot weather wipes them out. But anyway, I just thought Calvin had done overlooked that or whatever. No, I'm, I'm sure he appreciates you bringing that to everybody's yeah, attention. Yeah, Let's see. Didn't Mil Milton uh, went through a grew some of those some for a while, didn't you, Milton? Yeah, but I'm not sure that I'm the gardener what? you want uh, testing your plants. <laughs> Four or five days, they last. I'm the one that had the problem with the uh, the wandering Jew. Yeah. And so I'm not sure you want me to test your plants. I'm, I'm still wondering what how you did that. Yeah, it, it's a miracle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think that thing could be killed. I mean, even with Roundup or... Because the worst problem we have is when people call in and say, how do I get rid of this? They just hire me to come take care of their garden. Uh, <laughs> just go look at it. Yeah. They just, ah, <laughs> And that's, uh, I always talk about that new planting my neighbor put in before all the freezes. And, of course, I, ha I had a small planting of it. But uh, it always takes it to the ground. And then when it warms up. Up pops the little sprouts, which are beautiful, by the way. And uh, that's the way it acted in uh, Tennessee, my mother's front yard. <laughs> but I told her how what a wonderful plant it was. She said, should we plant that here? Is that going to take over the town? I said, might. <laughs> it might. Wow. It's <laughs> a horror movie. <laughs> Uh, looking at Calvin's This Week in the Garden, he said this weather, is, uh, the weather this spring and summer is a special challenge for newly planted trees and shrubs. I'll say uh, plants that have been planted for less than two years should be watered at the base so the root ball stays moist enough to provide water for the crown. Yeah, and if you haven't watered yet now, uh, you're going to have to really soak it, put, uh, put, uh, put it on, on soak, <laughs> and, and to get that root ball wet again. Well, and that's, that's part of the issue with uh, uh, well, the soaker hoses, too. Soaker hoses are great, but that first... You, you get, it's easy to get behind in this kind of a way. Oh, yeah. You, you, you you gotta you gotta kind of bring, start watering them before there's any kind of a shortage, and then you you gotta, if there is a, a real challenge or deficit like this, then you'd have to do that special, uh, base watering, and then then the yeah then the uh, the the regular watering on a regular basis can take care of it, but that. If you ever get behind, then yep. it's a problem. Hang on to the article. We've got to talk to John real quick before the show comes to an end. 210-308-8867. Hey, John, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Pretty good. Happy Father's Day, all you guys over there. Thank you are you. not, you. same thing. Hey, um, easy question. Where do squash vine borers survive if there's no squash ever in the area, I think they uh, they can affect other plants. I don't I'm, oh. I'm, I'm, I don't know, but uh, that's the only thing I can think of. Well, we've got 
Yeah, and I don't know, I, I, I really haven't made a study, but we've got a lot of squash-related native plants right. out there that are that they may, uh, you know, survive, a yeah. portion of a population may survive. And they, be, they're doing you. a good job of surviving. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just was wondering because, you know, uh, I started the garden and moved to an area where there was no gardens for miles and miles and miles around that country. And, uh, <clears throat> while I do not have a big problem with them, one year I did. But well, here's how I fight them. As the, as the squash progresses, you know, the stalk gets longer laying there. Yeah. Well, I just shoveled soil on that on that vine. As it finishes its squash, it don't do anything there anymore, but it grows roots all along it. So go. I just co- cover it up all the way up to where the new blooms are starting and chase it out. And uh, I've had success that way, but I just was curious about huh. They've had to have some way to hang in there if there's no squash around. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the uh, the life cycle of those squash vine boys. They may they, you know, it's a, it looks like a little wasp. A, yeah. a fairly big wasp. Right. Uh, so it may just uh, go into the soil. You know, uh, as a as a in a dormant state. Well, if there isn't, there isn't uh Squash vines, though it has to be some somehow has to get access to that uh, material right. that norm, normally eats. Not if it's hibernating. Yeah, but it can't hibernate for years and years and years. Well, yeah, and, I'm uh, talking about over the winter. Yeah, but that he's talking about oh, the winter. Yeah, no, I meant we're, we're, if there's no squash around, and you know, and then you plant some, and they get they get the affected with the borer well they had to come from somewhere and i don't think they well maybe they do fly for many miles i don't doesn't right. seem like that kind of moth but <laughs> you know well, there that sounds like the uh, motivation for a new organization of, <laughs> yeah a squash fine borer uh, yeah, uh study group I, I think what you need to do <laughs> is, is capture some of those wasps uh-huh. and you use butterflies to catch them and then put a tag on them like they do the butterflies. Yeah, so we, that's we a good idea. We can see how far, how far they fly. Tell, tell us yeah, how that works, John. <laughs> We've got to say goodbye for Thank you Talk to you soon. Thanks for calling, Bye-bye. man. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be back tomorrow no, for Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 AM. The Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.